I don't I don't understand why we didn't agree on the fact that you were going to bring the drum in too. Uh, here we go. I thought it would be a good spell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> thought that was even funny. You're because the person I'm speaking to today is the man who composed the the Spark Corey Castle theme song. <laughs> Greg Massey. Hello. Dude, Retcon. Retcon. Retcon Productions or Records. What how does that go? What Sorry, that? uh Retcon Industries is retcon what I settled Industries. on. It was originally oh. Retcon Recordings, and then I was like, well, I do more than just music now so i said oh i'll call it industries makes it sound more professional it sounds so so something it sounds so fancy (laughs) i mean it's just it's you know it's just my basement really (laughs) there's plenty of industries that start off in basements or garages yeah yeah i mean that's that's what we're we are currently doing (laughs) yeah i mean it didn't start in the basement but kinda (laughs) it's the same place (laughs) <laughs> so what i was thinking about doing maybe i was gonna maybe i was gonna surprise you with this because of uh the 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 build-up this week and you talking about this preparation that you were doing for questions that you might answer a certain way if i ask you i figured i'd start out just curveballing it and being like you ask me questions because you're a fellow podcaster pretend like this is a podcast that you're hosting where i'm your guest oh fuck um (laughs) well actually no actually that's that's good i do actually have a question because i was thinking about this today um i was kind of just you know, I wasn't sure how how esoteric we would go about like different art forms and things like that because you know, music is an art form, wrestling, pro wrestling is an art form, and you know, and I was kind of thinking to myself that um, to talk about myself for a second before I ask you a question um, is that since I've been making you know, practicing an instrument is one thing, but since I've been making albums or recording uh, for the last 20 years or so, uh, I've, I found that I obviously listen to music differently. Like the way I listen to a song now is way different than what 13 year old Greg listened to it. You know, like I hear things and I'm always like picking things apart now. Like I, I still enjoy music, but like I'm always picking apart. And I was thinking it's probably the same for pro wrestling where like, you know, I'll watch uh, just for example, like, you know, I watch uh, I watched Double or Nothing or whatever. And, you know, like I might be able to say, oh, I can tell where, you know, Ricky Starks fucked up on the top rope when he was like doing something and he slipped and he fell um, or something Dude. like that. He don't 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 smear Ricky Starks. He didn't fuck up at double or nothing. He did a good job. 
No, he did. Although I love Ricky Starks, but there was, <laughs> I know, I know. You're just you're just pulling a an analogy out of thin air. I, 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 I shouldn't have said Ricky Starks. I should have said Ray Phoenix because I think I feel yeah, like Ray does, Phoenix. That's not surprised. Not surprised by that guy fucking up. <laughs> yeah, I love Ray Phoenix too, but I know. But like you know, there are certain things like that I see. But I feel like I see a guy giving somebody a, a suplex, and like I'm probably looking at it like, cool, that guy's giving somebody a suplex. You are probably like. You're probably hyper focused on okay, where are his feet? How's the feet working? Where's you know, like how is you know? Not, I don't want to go into secrets so of wrestling. In, you in, can't talk in, about in a but. in a suplex. In a suplex, you don't think about you don't think about the footwork while the suplex is happening, unless it completely sucks. Okay, but pe- backyarders do suplexes. It's just the footwork leading up into the suplex that okay. you watch that you'd watch and be like. Oh, why are they so stampy? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. I, when people take too many steps, I, I, I keep an eye on that a lot. Okay, I keep an. I'm gonna, but, but like, it's funny because I am absolutely not above saying that there are people who have been doing this way shorter time than I have and do it way better than me. I have no problem saying that. Like I know that I'm good at what I do, mm-hmm. but um, there are there are like, for instance, MJF. I've never had a match that's as good as anything that guy does. Like I'm pretty certain of it, and it's not not me bashing me, but it's me really praising him. Yeah, and he's <clears throat> he's just like, they, they, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to to say, but like I, I feel like as a wrestling fan and not someone in, you know, I know a little bit, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not in the business as much as, as other people, but like, but like, you know, there's, I have always known there was something about him, you know, even like, even before when he was, um, he was going to come in and do a spot for capital wrestling when I was working there. Like, like I remember seeing his earliest promos and being like, this is amazing for somebody who's like 20 years old. Right. And, it's entertaining me, you know, whether or not his wrestling is good and sound and all the, the, the training stuff, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I could tell that he knows something of what he's doing and yeah, he's right. I mean, I, yeah, he's the, he's the, the promos and, and, and stop me if you don't know what I'm talking about. The promos remind me a little bit of Larry Sweeney. I know who you're talking about. I don't know. Sweet I don't know. Sarah. I don't have a. Yeah, I know who he is. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a. I've never done a deep dive on his stuff. I'm, you know, but I, I've heard the name a lot with in terms okay. of like indie wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of that same like like that throwback. That same that 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 throwback with uh, with a little bit of that like, like real that real like gray fade mixed mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. my that's my word. You can use it. You can use that's it. A good, Go that's a, I think that's a really good word. I've never heard it before, obviously, but like that's that Rick makes so much more sense to me than anything else. <laughs> like having never known what kayfabe meant until like maybe like I started listening to wrestling podcasts like five years ago or six years ago, and like now kind of. In, but I think that that word makes more sense to me than kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everything is so blurred. You, yeah, it, you're. You, there's the who you are, and then there's the perception of who you are, and then there's the then there's the the version that's the middle of those two things that's very fluid. Yeah. At, <clears throat> uh, 
I I think I I I think Grayfabe is is what exists now. It's not Kayfabe is dead. It's uh, we're we're shooting ourselves into a work and we're working our, working ourselves into a shoot. It's, and we're we're digging ourselves up and down both both paths. Well, it's it's an evolution, isn't it? Because it's just like you know the way wrestling was when I was first started watching was so different than when I watched in the mid nineties in college and then to where it is now in terms of like how social media, I mean, like there's, you know, it's, it, it is like you, it, it's like, I don't know. I mean, it, I, again, like you can kind of talk about this with any art form in any kind of way, it, the way that, you know, the development of the internet has affected everything from books paintings you know i mean music pro wrestling any kind of art form has had to change or evolve in some certain way to deal with the new the new methods in which people are either you know interacting with that art in in mm -hmm. or you know whether it be you know from like music going streaming or you know books being digital or or wrestling fans being trolls online. And, <laughs> and that's, like, that's, that's not you know, brand new. That's not, not brand, brand new. new. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, dirt sheets well, have always been around, but like, it's yeah. just more, it's and like message boards have always been around. Yep. Um, the, the funny thing was when I was, a, when I was a, a student at the CCW school and I, uh, I would check the CCW fans message boards and like get in on the inside jokes that the fans had, but like, they had no idea who I was. And then it was like, when it's time, like you're also at the, at that point coming into the, coming into the business, you're not allowed at that point. This is, this is 2000, 2001. Like you're not really allowed at that point to show that you're a Mark. You can't really show that, you know, the things that the fans are talking about on the message boards. Like when, when really it, it totally would have, it it totally winded wound up working out for other people when it came to Twitter later on, and but I don't think it would have made any difference back then. But what the funny the funny thing was I was gonna bring up my friend Ryan, my friend Ryan was like, oh man, I made a screen I made a screen name I I beat you to it I I got it before anybody else could get it and I posted and I was like, what screen name did you put on there? And he's like, I put C K Corey Castle. <laughs> and I posted stuff I'm like, oh, so people think I am posting stuff now. <laughs> and then the locker room is going to come after me for being a mark. And it's going to be a whole, whole to do in ordeal. And then I had, then I had the boys come coming up to me at shows and at training. And they're like, oh, so you really try to put yourself over on the message board. I'm like, not, I'm not, dude. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> that's amazing but, see and that's like and that's that's all shit that musicians never have to go through <laughs> and, and what i always said what i always said and that that's a, that's part of the like i think the part of the, the evolution of the business like nowadays it's fine to be a mark mm -hmm. it's cool to know what the fans know and that's fine that's completely normal and 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 to kind of like build relationships with the fans through like having sort of some kind of inside knowledge of what they have their fingers on the pulse of, but like the the era I came up in, you had to you had to you had to stuff that down. You had to stuff down trying to be a mark. But the thing is, like the people who are loving wrestling 
are loving the same thing we're loving and mm -hmm. and the rest of the world's not understanding us because they're not loving the same thing we're loving so it's like what why can't we get on the same page on this one <laughs> but well, the the, ad, the attitude i'm sorry i don't interrupt oh you. no no no, no go ahead go ahead so uh <clears throat> the attitude i always had for a very long time was like the fact that like musicians don't start a band and then go i don't wear band shirts anymore i don't like bands don't talk to me about music unless it's about my music so that so that that is totally usually has been not my experience like mm -hmm. for the most part mostly it's i mean you can you know you can say it for whatever but like most any music any musician in a band no matter how and i've met from all walks of life from like super serious composer types to pop punk bands or whatever just like all around the gamut everybody is a fan of something and there are musicians and the thing about musicians is um in my experience we don't necessarily well i mean i like talking about myself because um, i've been craving that validation for years man that's, i'm not, that's I'm not gonna I, lie to you that's why i started a podcast so i could be i could put a veil over the fact that i want to talk to you about what's interesting about you yeah but but no like, that was I, that was me speaking in your voice not me no that's yeah. not how i feel i want i want to know what you really truly feel in right. well it's well it, it's not I me just find... i was playing the character version of you being oh, okay well, I, I was just gonna say, like, I've just found that, like, like with musicians I meet and the, the musicians who I have like a really good friendship with, you know, obviously, like my friends who I went to high school with who are now like really well regarded musicians. But like, when we hang out, it's just the same old fucking stupid dick jokes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, you know, my friend is a super serious musician who writes really amazing music. But that's not our relationship. Our relationship isn't talking about like this, you know, we will have serious music talks, but it's not mm -hmm. the basis of our friendship. And like, and yeah, like I remember there was this one band mm -hmm. that I played with uh, this band called castle and who I love. Uh, they're like super nice guys. And honestly, I remember um, at the time they were on a specific like metal record label and uh, the, the guitar player in the band that I was playing with wanted to talk to him because he had gotten an email from that record label. And, and the guitar player in this band, Castle, didn't really seem all that interested in talking to him about like the inning, the ins and outs of like being on that label. However, well, was, is that is that part of that be too cool to sell out kind of no, thing? Is no, that I just, don't, is, no? It's more just like we just don't want to deal with that. He's been on tour for a while. He doesn't want to talk about that shit. He like he, but I got through to him because and he he because we talked about like because he was about my age so we we're like i was like oh so when you were in high school were you making demos on like cassette recorders and he's like yeah totally and i'm like all right and so there's like this bonding about like how we encountered how we did things in that age and you know mm -hmm. and then because they were on tour i was like oh well have you ever gone to this restaurant in this town and i was like oh yeah yeah you know and it's, it's just like it's like stupid road stories and like and and so yeah there there is that um it's it's not as prevalent as like i think in wrestling it probably is because i mean with the you know car rides and everything like that but but yeah it was it was definitely a thing where like a lot of musicians it depends on the situation if they're trying to promote something they want to talk about themselves if they're coming off stage or on stage or about to go on stage they don't want to talk about themselves they want to just mm -hmm. 
like bullshit usually it's been my experience and if you try you know like you know it's it's weird it's a it's it's an interesting i i've thought a lot about this <laughs> about comparing the lives of indie wrestlers versus indie musicians it's a it's a weird well what's weird funny was what the i what i i meant to point out earlier but i i didn't get to it was when you were like these art forms and then you said you said wrestling and you said what books. you said wrestling and and something else but music, then books. you you did you didn't say music and you didn't oh. and you didn't say comedy but it sorry like, I, I think well comedy is included in that too sorry i didn't mean okay. to be exclusionary it's i think comedy no, no, is just, totally included in that because it like that's your it's it's the instrument you know what i mean the, the audience is the instrument yeah and uh man i i bombed hard the other night <laughs> it was just like um just letting these people stare at me and um eating my own ass out here <laughs> see and that and that's an experience usually musicians never have to they, i think the idea of bombing as a musician is totally different like i've bombed a lot on stage in in if you look at the mm. if you just kind of like look at it from like having a shitty time on stage or technical failures or all these crappy things that can happen to you but like, mm. generally speaking, I've never had a crowd boo me <laughs> or or well, heckle me. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I was heck. I wouldn't say that I was heckled. That's why I bombed. What what the bomb is is just no one doing anything. Okay. Oh, sorry. Or no they're, one reacting. They're just, yet. They're and just, that's, and that's mm. something musicians go through too. <laughs> or, or or like you hit a punchline and someone goes oh. <laughs> Some something I'm really not a fan of is hitting hitting a punchline and someone going, Broom! like don't don't try to think that you're assisting me by doing that. You're not oh. lending to the overall experience of everyone here in the room. Man, so this isn't necessarily a bomb story, but it's just like this is the funniest thing. One of the funnier things that ever happened to me on stage was that. So my old band that I was in for many for a few years, uh, Ko Dot, we were. We were playing in Rhode Island, and um, and Ko Dot was very much a, a termed like a lot of people consider just like avant garde, like serious compositional music, not songs, not pop songs, not hooks, not that any of that like serious music. And I had some friends from college, so like, so it was very serious avant garde, very like serious. like the like the British guards, like the serious yeah. avant garde. No smiling, no smiling. I couldn't smile on stage, no. But <laughs> no, but uh, but it, but it was funny because like it was we played these songs that were like ten minutes long, fifteen minutes long, and they had these and uh, and a lot of times you would have like heavy parts and loud parts, and we'd have these quiet, calm parts where like where you're not supposed you know you're not supposed to clap or it's just supposed to be this experience, and we get to one of these quiet parts and. And a friend of mine from college who has no clue about these kinds of things. I mean, his favorite band is ACDC, right? And and he's just he's just used to like yelling at me when there's when there's quiet going. Oh yeah, woo! Feeling yeah, that well, quiet. Well, he didn't even do that. Like I, that'd be funny, but no, he like he decided to go like shout my last name as loud as possible. So we get to this quiet part, and I just hear this voice go, "Messy," <laughs> and I was just like. 
And I gave him this look of death. I'm like, wrong, wrong, wrong reaction. You're you are so wrong for doing that at this exact moment. I love you, but no. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I should have included com- I should have included comedy in that too. Yeah, it's, I think they're all connected. Like any kind yeah. of artistic thing, it's I, and I don't like people who make try to make divisions between them. Like there's like like any one form is more legitimate than the other. Like just because, like you said, comedy and wrestling, like like music can exist without an audience. You know what I mean? Like music and mm-hmm. writing, like like you can. It's it's not because unless you're playing live, it's not like you're there for every time someone listens to your music and has like some sort of reaction to your music. You hope mm-hmm. that somebody is doing that. Um, and, and I guess it's true if someone's watching comedy or watching wrestling, but you know, a lot of what goes into comedy and, and wrestling is how you react to the live audience in the moment. And with music, it's not usually like that. It's more, unless you're doing like a fish thing or a, you know, like an improv thing. Um, you're more, you're more just kind of like playing your songs and, you know, it's like the, not saying the audience doesn't matter. Like the energy of the audience can really help or hinder, but I, I feel like the, but the audience is more important in certain art forms. I don't know if you'd agree. Do you like the band Fish? Oh hell no, no, no. People who do, <laughs> people who do. I love you. I really do. <laughs> but what is I respect the them. deal? What is the deal? Yeah, I mean, I you... respect them, but yeah, they. <laughs> But well, I like, came up at a weird time, though. My my sister, my sister and her boyfriend are like big fish heads. They love fish. They like they like they're like oh the, there's a live concert of theirs on right now. We got to watch it. And then like I was over their place and I, I was I was in in New York and this is a small apartment and they were like oh we just got to turn it on and I was just, just trapped there with it and I was like. I, I love all I love you guys. I love you so much. I just I just don't get it. I just don't get <laughs> but but they told me that um and, and I'm not I'm not gonna get too much into talking about my their their lives, but uh they they won't go to another they won't go to another show that's at the Susquehanna Bank Center or um I guess it's what's it's called now. What's uh, it used to be the Tweeter Center in Camden. Okay. They, they won't go to another live event there. Won't go to another concert there because at a fish concert they were on mushrooms in the lawn and they watched a guy die, and they are traumatized by that. That's uh, understandably very traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. I would probably have the same reaction to be honest. I think. With you. I think. Being on mushrooms anywhere and watching someone die means never go there again to that spot. Like that's totally fine ski. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm cool. I mean, as much as I like fish, <laughs> I don't get to see them at Susquehanna Bank Center anymore. Oh, darn yeah. it. Wow, that is that is a crazy traumatic thing that I'm really glad has never happened to me. Yeah, and I really feel yeah. bad that that happened to her. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, with you. That's ter- that's my, my empathy I, is kicking up hardcore right now. <laughs> because I, I was, I really wanted her to go with me to this concert in August, 
and uh, it's there, so she's not going. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, that was really the only question. I, I guess that led to a couple different things, but I that was the only real question I kind of was thinking about. In case you, well, I did think the about question? the possibility. Oh, I don't even. The, que- the, qu- the question was, how do I watch wrestling? Yeah, and yeah. How do you watch it? Right? Because I, I honestly, don't... I wanted to hear you talk about feet work because I hear people talk about foot footwork all the time. When I listen, mm-hmm. to, like you know, like it's without knowing the insides of wrestling, insider stuff about wrestling, mm-hmm. or the limited knowledge I have, I guess. Uh, right. Like I've heard people talk about footwork, and I just like think about it from the perspective of if I'm watching wrestling, I would not know first thing about what i'm looking for for like like when their feet should hurt you know hit certain way like like that's why i could never be a wrestler i'm not good on my feet anyway but like and lack of athletic ability but oh oh dude i'm i'm such a i'm such an an awkward unathletic weirdo uncoordinated i don't know how i figured out that it was just it was just being in it for so long it's just yeah i'm sure yeah it's just it's just like you're forced to you're forced to figure it out you're forced to like also i think the way i've looked at it in the past has been like okay if i if i if i was somebody who wanted to pay money to see somebody wrestle i would want them i would want to watch them wrestle like the way i see people wrestle on tv like the way i rest the way i do anything is is if I were to if I were to come see me do any of the things that I'm doing, would I want to pay money? Yeah. To come see that. And I think I think the answer is consistently yes now. It took a long time to get there. I always enjoyed watching you. Thanks, man. Yeah. I like you were always one of the shining spots for me at Capital Wrestling Shows. Like just from the fact that you're always a beacon of positive energy and and also, you were entertaining to me, like in the ring. So, like, yeah, I always enjoyed watching you work. Thanks, dude. I I think <clears throat> I think that uh, I've had I've had I've had now a few people say this to me, and I've had it said to me so much that it kind of hurts my feelings uh, having this said to me. But people <laughs> say I'm too nice to make it. I'm too nice to make it in anything. Like I would rather give somebody the shirt off my back than like, than like make a living doing what I love. Oh, same. And that's that's somehow <laughs> I that somehow makes me undeserving, and it's I, and it's 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 a, it's a strange it's a strange balance. It's a strange balance because like, I, are you telling me I don't deserve what I want? Like that's and it feels like. I feel like when that's been said to me, I, I've I've like gotten so upset, but like sec- secret down low upset, and I would I've never brought it up, never never like never say it to whoever would say that to me. I would just like do the fade away from them. Yeah, like it's it's like, weird. I've been called too nice before too, um, and yeah, and I think it's because I, I, I think the prevailing opinion and i could be wrong about this but in in any kind of endeavor not not even just artistic or anything it's you know there are two sides there's you know like the actual thing you do which could be you know 
insurance agent, if you own your own insurance business, you know what I mean? Like whatever. But then there's also, how do you do business? And, you know, like, and I, and I think there's this kind of idea that, uh, you know, you could, I'm not going to get into a discussion about like the pros and cons of capitalism, but there is this kind of like, uh, the, this kind of idea that you need to be like, you know, success, like you, and you have to figure out what it is to mean your success. And a lot of people, if they're thinking about it in terms of financial success or, or, you know, getting your, uh, I'll just bring it back to music, getting your band's music on certain things, getting on certain shows, things like that. And I've seen people in the music industry do some really questionable tactics to get to that level. And Uh then, but I think when you are in, when you are doing, when you're trying to make your way in the world with what you do, you have to really like think to yourself, like, what am I going to do? You know, like why, like, what would it benefit me to be like that? Or, you know, I mean, do I want this so bad that I'm willing to, to, to go against what is my natural instinct in a certain situation? Like, like where I could, say not necessarily screw somebody over but like do something that would doesn't make might make me feel like shit but will advance my career or and i'm not saying being nice immediately like makes it so you can't have a career but it's it's you know i think people think about that as a weakness i think people consider that a weakness because there's this idea that if you're going to be doing business and i'm not using that in like the wrestling term of doing business or or anything Mm -hmm. i'm just saying like if you're doing business and whatever it is you do, there's this kind of feeling that you have to be shrewd and you have to be, be able to make hard choices and, and, and live with them. And I think some people just, you know, would rather be like, you know what, I want to do it my way. And, and it may take longer or it may lead to a different thing, but I would rather not be a, you know, million selling recording artist and at least feel good about the interactions I've had with people then, then like be like, Oh cool. I live in this really cool mansion, but like, I kind of stepped on a few people to get here. You know what I mean? Like, I I think there's, and it's again, it's not just music. It's not just wrestling, but just anything like there's and I think there is that kind of mindset that, you know, you have to be hard, hard, you know, you have to be tough and 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 being nice is a weakness and i'm like that's bullshit being nice is not a weakness dude i want to tell you this story greg so i was driving home from work the one day and i saw this guy on the side of the road walking with a gas can and i pulled over and i was like come on dude get in the dude get in with the gas can and he's like oh man it's so cool you picked me up dude karma's karma's totally gonna have your back bro like you got such good energy coming your way Why'd you pick me up? And I was like, because I knew if I'd be, if I'm walking on the side of the road with a gas can, I'd want someone to stop and pick me up. And he went, he's like, yeah, you got such good energy, bro. Such good things coming your way. And then I was like, where's, that's your car right there? And he's like, yeah, get out. And as he's going to get out, he goes, this is what us white bros do for each other. Or like, oh this my is what us white, white bro. And I was like, wait, were you a Nazi and talking about karma and energy? <laughs> oh shit, bro. Oh shit! I got. Am I too nice? Am I too nice? Did I just lend a ride to a Nazi? You did. You did. Mm. And and he had gas. <laughs> he had gas. He was stinking up my car. Oh man! 
Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's my questionable moral decision right there. I gave a I gave a ride to a Nazi once. I dare say that does not reflect poorly on you. To me, that doesn't re- that that does not reflect poorly on you. That no. because there is no way you would have known unless he had like a swastika hanging, you know, like a tattoo, or he had like, or like he gave you a hand signal that you didn't understand, or something like that. Do like, you remember? Do you remember a few years back? I don't really remember reading too much about it, but I remember hearing a lot about it, and I was in circles that talked a lot about this kind of stuff. But um, uh, that guy Schlack, mm-hmm. Schla- Schlack. Uh, they, he got like pulled off of some show because pictures surfaced of him like uh, being a tattoo artist for some Nazis. Like, and he like tattooed swastikas on some Nazis, and like people were trying to get him canceled off of shows, trying to get get him not booked and stuff. And it was like, I said, sometimes when you're younger. You make mistakes, and sometimes they swastik with you. <laughs> I was I was looking at the clock, being like, "How long until the first pun?" And <laughs> and God damn it, you suckered me in. I fucking hate you <laughs> so much, so goddamn much. You know, I, I your your I hate you is. Is the one I miss the most. I don't. Oh. I don't hear it enough in my life. In a way where it's like there's joy in your eyes. Oh yeah, and I, I yeah. I, I I dig it a lot. Most of the time, most of the time, any anyone brings up hate, and I go, oh, please, uh, please, uh, just stop. Because it's not hate. It's yeah. It's it's not, it's not that I hate you because you're a terrible person. It's I it's, hate you because you got me. You 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 know because. Cause I wish I wrote that. That's yeah. The, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, well, so so you love puns. I love puns. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I I, mm-hmm. I really hate bad puns though, and yours generally are not. So that's no. Why my, kinda... my, mine mine flirt with the line. I stay I stay I stay on the line of the. Well, bad the ones when I tell you I hate good. you are are good. That's what I'm okay, saying. Good, like when good, I tell good, you I hate good. you, it's because that pun is really good. So the best pun I ever saw was a friend of mine. Now, do you know the band? Um, do you know Bauhaus at all, or S- Sisters of Mercy? Or I forget who wrote the song. Uh, so one of those two gothy bands uh, wrote a song called "Bella Lugosi's Dead." That's mm-hmm. that's a, a famous song they did. I think mm-hmm. it was Bauhaus. I'm pretty sure. Um, of course, like someone who listens to your podcast who's a fan of those bands is going to be like, "He's wrong. What an asshole." But people don't listen to this show. (laughs) Anyway, my friend, my friend who also is like a big fan of puns, was Uh in. He was over in Europe on a tour, and he saw someone had a bakery, and it was called Bella Lugosi's Bread. Mm. (laughs) And he sent that to me, and that ruined my whole day (laughs) because, like, that. See now, like, if you don't know that joke. Or you don't know that song, it may not register the same way, and I get that. But for me, that's the kind of thing I'm working with. So when you usually when you, uh, oh, I forget the one you told me. God, I forgot. What it Bro, was. Oh. this is this is the thing. I sometimes I really want to get I really want to get an inventory. If I've ever said a pun to you that stuck with you that you thought about, Pimple. I don't I don't I don't know what that is. So I'm gonna ask you now. 
to I, share that with me. I can't even remember the the the, the full of it, so I'm going to tell it totally to- poorly. But mm-hmm. you said you were saying something about what is a little pimp called, and you're like a pimple. <laughs> It was it was something like that. It was like a little pimp, and it was a pimple. <laughs> and I just like, and you told it to me. I was at the bar, and I was having a shitty day anyway. I think if I remember correctly, and that just like turned everything around for me. Like it just oh, like it cool. turned everything around. So yeah, I think <laughs> I think those walks from the show to the after bar were probably the 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 moments when I fell in love with your your laugh and your I hate yous. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. So uh, no, no my, that... my when I tell you I hate you, it's I I've never actually told somebody I hate them for actually hating them. Right. Never. I, I I said it to my dad once because he yelled at me, but uh, <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean it. Yeah, you didn't. Mean, well, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> you're just being rebellious. It's fine. It's yeah, 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 yeah. We've all been through there. <laughs> so, uh, uh, some girl said to me like she she brought up. She brought up a joke that I made. See, I want to, like I said, I want to get inventory. I want to get other people to, to say, like, if I said something, because sometimes I throw them out there so often and I don't remember what it is. But this this girl was like, oh, the last time we were here, you made this joke and it really stuck with me. And I was like, oh, what was that? And she's like, see that store over there with like all the uniforms for the nurses and stuff? Uh, you made a joke about walking in there, walking around the whole store and then coming on coming on the outside and being like, nah, I don't want no scrubs. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't remember that. (laughs) Jesus. So, so anybody who has stories of me telling you jokes or coming up with a pun or something, like sometimes I don't write them down or think of them later. But sometimes I do, and then I go to do them on stage, and uh, people just continue to stare at me. Yeah, well, well, it's it, I love it, and I appreciate it, and I wish I was as quick. I wish I was quicker with puns and just humor in general. Uh, the only humor I'm quick with is like quoting spoof movies from the late '80s and early '90s, or The Simpsons, or so like scary movie. Scary movie was after my time, so. Oh, scary movie was after your time. Uh, I mean, me. after my time, it's we'll... like I'm talking about like because I grew up with Airplane, uh, Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part D, uh, Naked Guns One, Two and a Half, and Thirty Three and a Third. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, you know, that was my, you know, Saturday Night Live, ninety Saturday Night Live, In Living Color. You know, that was my formative years was all that stuff. So that was dude, I loved Saturday Night Live in the nineties. Oh, I know. I heard you talk about it before. <laughs> With a gaping head wound man or whatever. What was that yeah. guy's name? Massive head wound hair. Massive wound head wound. <laughs> and the dog was eating the thing off of his head. And like it, the thing was like coming off yeah, and he was yeah. like oh. Yeah, Dana Carvey was trying to keep it on at the same time. It cracks me up when I think about it. uh unfrozen caveman lawyer. Yeah, dude, you know what what I think about all the time and it cracks me up is the the they did a spoof off those like Folder Folgers Crystal Crystals commercial. They were like, Oh, these unsuspecting and then like, Oh, what if I were to tell you that you haven't been drinking this fancy coffee this whole time. You've been think- you've been drinking 
Folgers crystals. And then it was Chris Farley, and he's like, what? What? <laughs> and he's like, flipping out. He's throwing, he's oh throwing chairs and stuff. It's so funny. Like, I oh, think I think he used to do that on the with the groundlings also. I think that's like an older uh, sketch that he recycled. I mean, it's possible. I I wish I knew his groundling stuff. I could say for sure, but I do remember that that SNL, SNL commercials are always like their the, parody the, commercials the, are always the like, double the double toilets. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to have "Oops, I crapped my pants" shirt. <laughs> from from the, from those commercials for the, the adult diapers or super happy fun ball was my favorite do not taunt super happy fun ball <laughs> if super happy fun ball starts to glow red drop it and leave immediately <laughs> <laughs> me and my me and my brother were uh hans and franz for for halloween once when we were kids oh, and wow. uh and the thing was we we couldn't go like one of us couldn't go ahead of the other one because we were wearing the same thing. So if somebody goes ahead, and then someone's like, "Oh, I already gave you candy. Get out of here, you jerk! You little brat!" I'm trying to double dip on the candy, and like, no, that was my brother. That was my brother. Look at that other kid in the sweatsuit. <laughs> Actually, this brings up a good point. Not on the subject of Saturday Night Live, but uh, um, as a homeowner who gives out candy uh, on Halloween. Uh, I don't. Do you give out candy in your neighborhood? Uh, yeah. Okay. I. I yeah. I, I, I never know. I never know what people's living situations are or whatever. Well, it's not. It's not candy. Uh, I. Uh, you got toothpaste. Well, I no. I, <laughs> I. I actually sit out front with my mom at her house. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, okay. And and she gives out like, like um, like tasty cakes and like little debbies and stuff and oh, oatmeal damn, cream pies and and little pumpkins and. Why didn't your All mom those... live in my neighborhood? Um, well, because then she then she wouldn't be my mom. She'd be <laughs> <Yes>. your mom. <laughs> but but I mean, like, well, so what I was trying to what I was trying to to say is like, is I actually like I applaud if I see a kid come by. I've had I've seen kids who've come by in three different costumes to get candy from us, mm. and I don't get pissed at it. I'm just like, mm. you know what's going on. You're like. <laughs> You're way smarter than I was when I was doing this crap. So like, I, costumes I are meant to costumes are meant to fool folks. Yeah, I, I applaud <laughs> like, the, the illusion. Like, I really do, and and like if if kids, you know, I'm yeah, I never understood like the the, the kind of like this is kind of a weird tangent, but like yeah, like I never understood like weird rules people put around like you can only have two or you can only blah blah blah. Like I get it if you're trying to make sure there's enough candy for the kids in your neighborhood, but like I'm just like kids, please take this fucking candy because otherwise I'm just gonna be eating it for the next like two months and gain a bunch of weight and feel sorry for myself. So please take as many as you want. All right. Like I don't want to <laughs> deal with this anymore. This is this is not a problem I want to deal with. <laughs> so like the the I remember like all the you remember like being a kid and then like uh, adults being like say trick or treat say thank you and it's like um okay like it's like it's like that was so annoying like i i can't i can't imagine myself being an adult who is that version of annoying to a kid that adults were to me like oh you gotta do a trick (laughs) 
It's like, just, you bought the candy already. Just hand me some of it. Yeah, it's like, what am I, a dog? It's like, I feel bad when I have to give my dog treats at night. And I'm like, come on, sit, sit. (laughs) And it's just like, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, what do you? Yeah, I I make no rules with when I give out candy. I mean, my wife is a little bit; uh, she doesn't do as many rules, but she'll say like, "Oh, you know, take two or whatever." We never make the kids say trick or treat. We we all know what they're here for. We all know what this is. This <laughs> oh, isn't, you know, this isn't, you know. We all know what's going you know, on. Not interrogating kids. When you walked out of the house today, you said you were going what trick or treating, and you expect to just walk up to my house. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking little have, bastard! No, people uh, have these weird, weird soapboxes that they get on. I know exactly. I don't. I don't like it. I, <laughs> I, I, I never wanted to approach my adult life in that way because, like, whatever, you know, kid. If a kid, you know, they're kids, man. They just, they just want candy. I, I remember what that was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you didn't have money. You thought like you could buy your own candy. You were a kid. You had no money. You didn't have a yeah. job. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that candy haul that I got on Halloween was gonna have to last me for at least a week. Yeah, that was my job. It was my job that day. Yeah. <laughs> most most days I don't have a job. On Halloween I have a job to go get all the candy. Mm-hmm. That's I'm paid in candy. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I this get... is my job: is entertaining these weird adults with my really cool costume. It, it pays thirteen candies an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you've done a lot of podcasts, right? Yes. Have you been guests on lots of podcasts? No. No. No, I've been you've a been guest on a few. On a few. Yeah. What question have you not been asked that you'd wished you had been asked? Hmm. That's a, that's a really good question. Uh, because yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I, and I know you've asked that before in a previous episode, so I should have been prepared for such an eventuality. But I did not prepare for such an eventuality. Um, yeah, I I don't know because like I guess like I never think about it like that. I I never think about. You know, there's not, there's never anything I'm really burning to talk about. Is there anything, is there anything that like you're like you sweat drips down your back and you pray people don't ask you about it? Like, and there's any topics where like, all right, I could get myself in trouble if I wind up digging too deep into this topic or that topic. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I guess there is, there could be things like that. I, I guess I've never been asked something that's kind of crossed that line. I mean, I, I'm also really open. Like, I will seriously, if like if you know me for, if you just meet me, like if, if I get along good enough with you, I'll probably start telling you about my my mental issues. Like, like within like a you know a month of of knowing me, I'll be like, hey, this has been a really shitty week. You know what I mean? Like, like I I'm pretty I don't because I don't really feel ashamed about a lot of different. I mean, obviously, I've got regrets and shame about certain things in my life, like we all do. But I, I don't necessarily. I, I'm really just, I'm just happy to talk to people, and so yeah, like I will, I will gladly talk about anything, really. I mean, there's certain things I may not go into super detail on, just because you know uh, of the people involved. But like, I will 
talk about anything really kind of an open book so we talk about regrets Mm -hmm. give me one uh probably one of the biggest regrets uh i feel is that so when i went to college i went to uh i went to go major in music and and originally my goal what i wanted to do was go to berkeley college of music because well because but you know my parents were were of the mindset where they're like okay well we really want you to be able to do a double major because we want you to have something you can fall back on in case music doesn't work out and and and, and they're not wrong and and i just kind of feel like i think at that point in my life i was way too much i mean i'm still kind of a people pleaser in certain aspects but i think i was you know i was the last child um by the time i was gotten through everything my parents had gone through a lot with my two sisters and my brother so i was just like i kind of developed this kind of like well i don't want to get in trouble i don't you know i was very much like i didn't want to get in trouble you know i was very very scared about getting into trouble and so i don't know if i necessarily stood up for myself as much as i should have and it's not a you know and it's not like a fault of my parents or a fault of me because i mean the the point is my dad worked his ass off to make sure that i could have a college education so like you know i and that was the other thing too is like i knew he had a lot going into this and so i didn't want him to think that his investment would be wasted you know um mm-hmm. but i kind of feel that i should have either pushed harder on going to an actual music school or or been more knowledgeable about what I was looking for in a music program, because the music program that I went into was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. And while I had some cool experiences in college, I do feel like I could have made a better choice. And I've got friends, obviously, you know, I mean, I would never have met Marcus Dowling. I didn't go to Providence College, but, um, but part of me kind of wishes that I had kind of done the whole college thing a little differently because I, I, I think I was I was a little too shy about things and I and I wasn't and I and I didn't really assert what I needed. And I think when you go to college, there's very much this idea that you're you're kind of learning about what you want to do if you and I'm not saying you have to go to college, but like if if you're if college is what you want to do, you're specifically going to learn about something you want to learn about to move you Okay. To your, Thank goodness. Your, I thought you said I, I thought you were gonna say I had to go. And I was like, No, oh, I don't man, I, I don't believe that. Oh, I, I, I already did school. I'm, no, I'm no. too old now. I'm too old now. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Uh you so can't I, make me. So I think my my one and it's not it doesn't even just extend to just that. I think my full my full regret is really just that I did not assert myself in terms of really thinking about what I wanted to do after college. And and I think there was ways things I could have done differently there that would have led me to a, to a different path, whether or not it would have been better. That's again, that's, you can't live in the past. So you have to well, be like, okay. Do you think, do you think that, do you think that you having that regret mm-hmm. lends to you making better decisions now? Oh. And, and if you hadn't, if you had done that, then you then 
you wouldn't have the same decision making that you have now. Right. No, no, you're right. It's it's that's why it's like it's I I think it's in I don't think it's bad to have regrets and to think about these things. I think where I get into trouble with my brain is where I start to you start to kind of fantasize about like okay that's the point where everything went wrong you know what i mean like if if there's something about your life that you're not happy about you immediately say well this thing i did 20 years ago you know that's why that's where everything went wrong and you mm-hmm. start to give these things more importance than they need to be than they need and because you should be looking at it like okay well i didn't make that decision so i made these decisions and i maybe my path has been different but what have i learned you know who's come into my life because i'm here you know if i had moved to new york instead of moving to boston what how would that have changed my life you know what i mean like you know it could be better we don't know but it also could be worse you never know like it's it's you ever think about the like like romanticizing decisions that should have happened like that you should have made like oh yeah what if that what if that sucked like yeah. that's that's a, a whole other thing that you got to think about like oh i was in this relationship and it was perfect and it would have been my would have been my dream wedding and it would have been oh and then it didn't work out yeah. it's like yeah it didn't work out because it sucked it probably was going to wind up sucking at some point like but or oh i screwed it up i'm like well, well, and you know, like it, then beat yourself up for more, more and more and more over over some something that that so, well, you might not have even liked in the first place. Well, and see, and that's one of the things that's kind of interesting about social media is that probably more so, you know, you know, starting with with folks from from you know my generation who kind of came into the internet when it first started really hitting in the mid nineties. Your, 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 your generation, my generation, whoever we are. I don't know. Are we, are we, why are we, we're not Z. I I don't know. Like, Oh, I, I, we're between X and the millennials. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, well, my generation is Limp Bizkit and your generation is (laughs) the other band that sang that song. Actually, my generation is the Scorpions because that's the, that's the version I, heard first right yeah not the not the who not the who but the the scorpions version of it uh uh no but uh or was it scorpions i forget but um it it was some compilation i got it but no um but but one thing that's interesting is when you bring up like like especially like romantic stuff um Mm. or you can look at musicians you could have been in a band with or two or People you could have wrestled. I don't know. There's all sorts of things you could you could you could equate it to. You can now you can actually go back and see how those people have turned. Like you look at the girl that you could have gotten with, uh, and and you say, you know, maybe you know this would have been really good. And then you look at her and she's you know married with five kids and living a a life that you would probably not want to be living. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like if you're if that's not your it's not, you know, like, like I think about that too. It's like, you know, you think about like in, in the moment, you're like, this is someone I'm romantically interested in, but like, you're not really thinking about like the long term, like because because you haven't gotten to that point with them. You're just thinking, oh, this is a really attractive person that I would like to be engaged with romantically or physically or whatever. And you never think about like, well, you know, is are they going to want kids? Do I want kids? You know. Uh, are you know like 
if I try to uh, get my my music up and running? Are they going to put the kibosh on it? Are they going to, you know what I mean? Like they, you don't think about that at the time. So when you see the people now in hindsight, you can say, you can look at how they live their life and you can say like, you know, maybe it's for the best that I didn't end up with them. You there's know, a, there's, a, there's a, there's a thing I, I say pretty often, uh, unless and, they're rich and, and, and a thing, <laughs> a thing that, that Alyssa brings up a lot now, to the, the joke I, I i actually do used to do it on stage i said well what would this magazine be that that uh only only featured very practical very functional braziers what would that what would that magazine be called supports <laughs> illustrated <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, like, what we're doing is we're supporting each other. So when it comes to when it comes to finding the a person who's going to support you and hold you up and get warmth from your shine, as opposed to like trying to dim in it so that theirs will shine brighter. Yeah, I, I, I um, maybe maybe i'm too nice i don't know maybe I'm too, <laughs> maybe i'm too nice yeah, that, i don't know well, that's the theme of this of this of this interview is we're both too nice uh which is why we get along and everybody else thinks <laughs> thinks we're we're weirdos but <laughs> but but yeah like i mean i don't know like i i think about that and, and i think it's really easy to kind of fall into those um because I mean, and I think with, I'm going to kind of bring it back to being a in a kind of creative field. Um, the, uh, you know, I think the, the thing with like any kind of art form, again, it's like your break, you know, like what being in the right place at the right time. It's like, you know, um, like what if like you were on an indie show, say like 10 years ago and not saying whether or not this happened or not, but say you're on an indie show and there was some really big, name like talent scout or a promoter for a bigger company who's there and they kind of hung out just for like maybe say like the first like the first half of the card not the second half but say like you're on that card and you like really petitioned to go later in the card because you thought your match deserved to be on later in the in the card and then this person missed you you know, like, and it's like, and if you found out later, you'd be like, well, why did I petition so hard to be, to be the headliner here when I could have actually been wrestling in front of this person who might've been able to further my career. And like, that's the kind of decision where you would, you know, you would think about it 20 years later and be like, you know, maybe I would be doing something else. Like maybe things would have been, you know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and it's, and if you have an overactive imagination like mine, you can like, build an entire world around that you can build an entire story around these maybes you know that's why i really love the the what if comics when i was growing up those are like oh did you watch the, those on disney oh i did watch those yeah but, but I, I watched a few of them but yeah uh, like the, those are like one of my favorite comics when i was a kid because it's like that's the kind of it's exploring that kind of idea yeah, but the, i think the, the, but i think it's easy the alternate to put, timeline alternate timeline anything yeah mm-hmm. i mean the well, alternate well, universes that was that was my gimmick for. I was gonna a while. say, like, I was gonna say, you're yeah, multi, yeah. you're multiversal, you know. Like, yeah, that's, that's, you, you know that what, was, you know what's going on there. Yeah, but... that was my gimmick for a while. <laughs> yeah. it was, it's it's a it's a weird thing, and and I kind of get at it like as I'm as I'm aging, uh, as I'm getting older, I'm 
I'm the old guy in every locker room. Uh, really? Yeah, dude. Oh. Every everywhere I'm, I'm the old guy. Everywhere I'm at, you're a kid to me, man. So don't worry about it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, like, I think I I rebelled so hard against um, tr- hearing people. Uh, people would say uh, a, th- a thing you've probably heard in locker rooms before when people go, "Oh, easy night." I used to always. I used to not like that when people would say. Uh, when people would say, oh, this is my hobby, mm-hmm. when people would talk about wrestling like it was their hobby that bothered me mm-hmm. for a really long time. But like now, I, 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 know, I know how to differentiate between easy work and an easy night. So that, that, like I always thought that lazy – I thought that lazy people said easy night. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't lazy people. It was just – smarter work okay yeah and um and and now now looking at now looking at wrestling and the fact just like this just like this podcast it's like i realize i'm doing it and i could be i could be screaming into a void uh you know it's funny somebody taught taught me today and uh talking about the way you treat people they, they were saying in germany they would have this um, this expression where uh, I, I, can't, I can't say it in German because I can't speak German, but it was something like the way you speak to people, think of it as you speaking it into a cave because what you're speaking is echoing back mm-hmm. and you're going to get back exactly what you give. Mm-hmm. So that I, I, I thought that was a, a real cool highlight of my my work today was to hear that hear that person tell me that that whole interesting little fact about the a german saying that i can't remember what it was but <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that gift sir <laughs> i may not be able to speak it but i'm going to live my whole life according to it you've changed I my will... whole perspective <laughs> i romanticized the memory of how cool i felt in the moment you said that to me <laughs> And I'm going to tell everybody. Uh, I'm going to feel so cultured when I go, oh, there's this German. It's called. Well, you know what? I'll dub that part in later. Let me just move my lips now. <laughs> it's about the echoes of the caves that when you speak to people. You know what I mean. You, you, you yeah. get it. You get it. You, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> so. I want to I want to make sure I say to you while we're on the record, uh, considering this is going to be this will be what uh, is our our first recording. This is yeah. our first our first time we're recording a podcast together. Uh, how insanely pumped I am and excited that I am that you were able to not only not only give me this time and pay me the effort the the currency of your effort through through being here and hanging with me, but then also like taking time to kind of like listen to the show. And it's, I always talk, I always bring that up and how important I think the currency of effort and attention are. And especially, especially because to me, uh, I think, I think I'm, I'm, maybe I'm starting to unbox some, some real things when it comes to attention and uh, growing up being told that I was inside of a deficit of 
of attention and that I had a disorder, like something was really wrong with me and that was really hardwired in me. Mm -hmm. So that might be what makes it mean even more than the fact that, and, and I, I, I've said this a bunch of times on here. It's like, you can't just turn, you can't just turn a knob and have this come on. Like you have to take extra steps to do it. And then you have to take steps to drown out anything else that isn't this, if you're really going to pay the attention that you're giving it. Mm -hmm. So the, that, all that part means so much to me. So being, being on this side of that and being on, on the show mode is, it's, it's super important to me. I want to say I look forward to our continued collaboration and our continued support to illustrated with each other. Yeah. Our... <laughs> is it wait, is it the supports illustrated swimsuit issue? That's what I want to know. The swim supports illustrated bras edition. Oh yeah, I forgot it was for about bras. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so anyway, all right. So I'm gonna be in, in some sort of skimpy outfit. All right, that's all I need to know. Yes. What what will I underwear? <laughs> so, um, I just want to say thank you, man. And, oh, thank and, you. And and I I I I love you. I I love that I that I've gotten the opportunity to know you, and I I appreciate you hanging with me, and I appreciate you collaborating with me, and I appreciate you having fun with me. And Thanks, you're man. my friend, and I look forward to us continuing to be friends. Yeah, I love you too, man. I mean, it was you were definitely like I said, you were one of the people who I always looked forward to seeing at indie wrestling shows. You know, because yeah, because like I was a stranger in a strange land at those shows. You know, like I, you know, like I didn't try to be. You know, like I wasn't in the business necessarily, and so like you know, I, I tried to be respectful because I. If there's anything I learned about the wrestling business is, 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 is it should be about respect, you know, and that, you know, that's, and, and so I try, you know, hearing people talk about that in interviews, I was like, okay, I got to be sure to shake everybody's hand, make sure I'm like, you know, you know, the, you know, all that stuff, you know, uh, but was, was there, was there any questions about that, that kind of stuff that you, that you wanted to ask a wrestler that, <laughs> that Man, I might be able to help you with? I, uh, I, I I'm not around it uh, really anymore, so I'm I'm good for now. So, okay. but, um, but I will say that my my one, and again, this isn't a re necessarily a regret, but I would have loved to have done like, I would have loved to have been in a car. Like I would have loved to have done one of those car trips. You know, you hear about with like the four or five guys in the car, and then like or the sitting under the learning tree stuff, like. Yeah. Yeah, rebooking the rebooking the the territory. Yeah, rebooking the, the like, yeah. like, yeah. And 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 I think it, and I think it's a, it's a thing where like I was always under the impression that like, uh, you know, it's 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 not forbidden knowledge, but you know, like, but like the people who, oh yeah, it was protected. People, it was protect, protected, highly protected, right? For like, a very and if, long and time. if someone's going to give you that knowledge, they want to be sure they can trust you with that knowledge. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, I never thought that as someone who wasn't necessarily a, a worker taking bumps, um, although I, I did always want to take a bump, just one, <laughs> just one, just to feel what it's like. Um, uh, but I think it, I think I think it's like you you 
you take one and then you just never do it again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think, I, but I think, I, I think it, I think it's like maybe you do that when you're 20 years old. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, if, yeah. At 43, I if I took a bump right now, I would probably end up in a hospital with like, <laughs> like, like a, like so I would, I would break something. I would, you know, like I'm, you know, not that I'm super fragile, but like, yeah. If I if I tried to bounce off a rope, I would probably, you know, I I that would not be good for me i think but when i start when i started man i think my my idea was like i used to go to ecw shows when i was a kid and i would go to like other indie wrestling shows when i was a kid and i would be like i just want to get in the ring and i want to hit the ropes one time and i want to take one round of bumps i want to do the the flip bump the handstand i want to run the ropes like i, I want to do the front bump and maybe that's it and uh, i got in and i hit the ropes for the first time i was 14 and I've never stepped out of it. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Never, never stepped away from it. I only thought I wanted to do it that once. Only thought I wanted <laughs> to do it that once. Look what's gonna happen to you. Look what's gonna happen to you if you step. You're gonna yeah. be 23 years from now. You're gonna be like, I only wanted to do one. <laughs> just once, man. I just wanted. Oh, yeah. And now, uh, and, and now you're probably looking back. And then I went through a table, and then I went, through... <laughs> yeah. And then I landed on the concrete. <laughs> oh, I got, I got, started getting busted open the hard way sometimes. <laughs> it's just God damn it, it's, ne- it's, never a good thing. No, yeah, so, um, yeah. And, and 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 let me also say too. I just want just briefly. Uh, I just I just want to say kind of kind of coming back to like sort of the stuff we were talking about a little bit like talking about like the, the way the business has changed or whatever um I mean for any business but like I really ever since the 90s ever since the attitude era I have hated smart smart mark culture I I have avoided it like the plague like I hated the the way the internet's the internet's the way the, <laughs> the internet has created smart mark culture and uh internet and one internet version one uh, there's going to be an upgraded internet coming out soon i just gonna be a brand new internet i just and then we're going to be able to blame the internet yeah i i just wanted to get that one gripe off my head it's just like it's just like i just like because i i have friends who like send me like rumor mill shit and i'm just like what's the point of me thinking about like why are they booking this guy this one way? Like, like you don't know, like you, like mm-hmm. you could say like, I would book it differently. Okay. That's cool. You know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, like the, like there's times when there's storylines in wrestling that I'm like, why did they do that? That was stupid. And then like eight months later, I'm like, well, they couldn't have gotten to this point if they hadn't done that. And so like, fool, you know, shame on me for not like having better, you know, thinking, okay, well maybe this is going to play out in a way, different way than what I'm expecting. And, yeah, so that kind of hey, that kind of shit annoys me. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask you to be careful with that shame that you're throwing around. <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, sorry. I was, you, you know what I mean. Uh, so, but anyway, sorry. So, I so, I don't know why I'm ending on that, but like, uh, it, it's just something I forgot to mention earlier that I wanted to, I, you know, I wanted so, to get throw some shade I, on some people. Just just a couple more things, and then I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. Oh. Uh, the uh, the segment that I like to do now, most times at the episode as we start wrapping it up, I, I like to do a segment that I like to call audio time travel. Okay. Right? So you're married, right? Do you and your wife have any kids? No. No? Just a dog. Okay. So, okay. So in 20 years, uh, 
in 2042, mm-hmm. uh, this 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 recording gets stumbled across by your wife. Mm-hmm. This 22, this 2022 version of you wants to speak directly to the 2042 version of your wife. Okay. To talk about what this time is like and what you hope for her in the future. And oh. what can inspire her or anybody else listening who cares about you, who wants to just hear what you think 20 years in the future. What is the message you're giving them? Um, shit. God damn, make me think. Um, <laughs> Don't make me think. Yeah, like, uh, um, well, you know, I guess, uh, I mean, if it's 20 years in the future, uh, hey, I hope we saved up enough money for retirement <laughs> is one. Um, to, I, I guess, like, you know, based on the way things have been the last couple of years in, 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 in what my wife and I both, you know, like, I, I guess my thing would be like, you're, you're it, not talking it, to me. And I know, oh, I don't, sorry. you're not talking, you're talking, you're talking to her. So you okay. can't tell me my wife. Hopefully, okay. You, you can't talk about your wife to your wife. Okay. Say. Well, hopefully, honey, hopefully we have both, uh, found the professional fulfillment. We, we've been working towards that is you know like without getting into all the details like that is that is definitely something that i think in 20 years we would want to we we should you know that's something i would hope for this is me being honest (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so hypothetically let's say i I've gifted you this podcast, and this was your first episode, your pilot episode of your new podcast, Evolving with Greg Massey. Okay. In a, in, in a uh, well, actually, let's let's pause for before the before the wrap up. Uh, inside of that uh, podcasting interview, uh, is there any things that you want to say or ask me specifically targeted at this guy? Oh, and I pointed at myself for the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't point at a picture of someone else, like you know no, Dan over was, here. Yeah, this <laughs> that guy. This um, this cartoon version of me on the wall here. Um. Hmm. I guess. Well, if we're going off the theme of evolution, um, have what have. Have you come to any great realization about your own personal evolution over the last 20 years or so? Uh, almost exclusively over the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost, that's all I do. I don't know. I mean, I, or, think... I guess because this is something I think about a lot, too, for myself, just like uh-huh. how I look at how I've evolved and how I've grown and like. And like, do you, so it's it's a really weird thing. I don't know how to put it right into the best terms, but just like, you know, like you know, have, what? I'm gonna tell you real quick. <laughs> this weekend, I was I was I was I was on the microphone. Uh, I was on the microphone at a wrestling show, and I was like, I was saying all this stuff, and then I got in the back, and I was and I was talking to my best friend who's at Sound. He was at Gorilla, and he was like, 
he was like, man, that was good. And I was like, thanks, man. I was trying to say this one thing, but I couldn't. Uh, I just couldn't. And he was like, articulate. And I'm like, oh, man, thank, thank you for helping me find the word. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, thanks for helping me find the and he's like, word. Helping just... me find the. <laughs> um, dude, yeah. So, but but I, I, I guess it's just like, Artic okay, <laughs> articulate. Well, I guess the articulation is if, for somebody who who I I feel in you really like takes like thinks about things in a very you know in a very deep way, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Um, you know, would you know have have you come to any great truth about yourself or about life with it with all of this? Well, are you? Are you meaning like since I started doing this show? I just mean in general. I just mean in general. Like, like I just mean in general. Like, like, like you know, uh, how how old are you now? You 30, 38. 38. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, you know, when you look back at like 14 year old Corey getting in the ring for the first time or whatever, I mean, like, I don't know. I guess like, like, how do you, how do you feel? I don't know. Is it weird? I feel I don't like know. I feel like I feel like that version of me had no idea, had no idea how to be present, had no idea like what I even wanted from wrestling. I just was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna figure it all out." Because I was, bro, my my eyesight's very bad. My eyesight's terrible. So when I was a kid, I, I couldn't wear my glasses when I and I didn't have contacts yet. So I would be in the ring like <laughs> uh, basically like I'm blind out there. So like when I'd hear an audience, I just knew that they were there and I didn't I couldn't tell how many there were. And uh, it was it, it was like it was a, a lot of unsure. It was a lot of unsure inside. It was weird because it was like, I felt like I had, I had committed. I had already, and I think on top, on top of it, like I, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this in a way that like, it's not me crapping on my friends, but it was like me and my friends got in this together and they didn't stick with it. And I was like, I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to show my friends. I'm going to show my friends that I'm going to take like what, what I think when we got into it, everyone was like, they're going to be, they're going to be the star, the breakout stars of their friends group. And they always pointed to my other two friends and not me. Mm -hmm. And I'm the only one still doing it. And that, I think that was something that was important to me as a kid, as like, like I'm going to stick with this because it's always been my dream. And it's like, I'm not, pursuing living my dream i'm actively living my dream and then i think that kind of uh grew me into grew me into somebody who i'd want to be when i was a kid like if and i i say it a lot if if i if the 14 year old me saw what the 38 year old me was now like it would be i, I don't it's it's hard to even think about. Like yeah. if you were if you were visited by your now self at fourteen, like 
if that happened, I I would I would probably I would probably faint. Yeah. Like and like without even knowing all the the struggles and the hardship of it, but it's like oh, like I'm I'm still doing I'm still doing the shit that lights my soul on fire. You know what I'm still doing the shit that serves me and and hopefully hopefully along the way inspiring some other folks to continue to do that with them with their own selves or if not to continue doing it to start doing it yeah well and, and i think you know hearing you mention that and and i know it was kind of a weird question to begin with anyway but like i honestly think you you struck on something really important there is like you you mentioned about uh you know not being or or wishing or not wishing but like being more present and i think that's something that i think too about my life now you know the way i've kind of been living is like i'm definitely trying to be live in more of a mindful present way whereas i think i didn't before and i maybe i didn't appreciate things as much as i could or or really like you know you know like again you learn from them but like but it, yeah, wouldn't it be great if like at 14, you could learn how to be present? You know what I mean? Like to, to like to really understand what that means. And like most people, I, you know, most kids won't. But like, you know, but to understand that, like, like and like think about like, I don't know. I think that's something that that I, so I, think I, that, I, I, think I agree. The ability, the ability to be present comes with experience. Yes, it comes with it comes with realizing that you were at a time not very present. Yep. I think I say constantly and, and I don't know. It, stop me if you heard me say it. But I think that there is a good amount of folks who just observe life happening and yes. just react to the world, how it acts. And everything they do is because this happened. This happened. So I did this. This happened. Yep. So I did this. This happened. So I did this. And not enough folks are deliberate creators in what their existence is. And I say that coming from somebody who I know I was, I was, I was, I was really capable of maintaining a victim in, in just letting existence happen. Yep. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Very much so. And, and yeah, no, that's why. I, so I, I figured that a rough question might at least lead to a, a pretty, uh, philosophical answer so that was kind of my goal i just couldn't articulate so, so words words are important uh so to wrap it up in yes. a very jerry springer's final thought type of way how would you wrap up and the mo the most important takeaways from from this e evening's conversation th this moment here in time that we shared this time capsule what could inspire anyone listening to be a better version of themselves tomorrow? And, uh, and, you know, you know, give I, any, give any last final, final thoughts like Jerry Springer. Um, Wrap it up in a pretty bow. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, the baby isn't mine. Um, that's important. If you're talking Jerry Springer. Um, or no, that's Maury Povich. I'm sorry, um, I can't keep it straight. Well, they, but, well, they both had they both had babies. Yeah, they both had the the true. paternity test things. But uh, I I honestly think 
I think if anybody were to listen to this conversation, you know, what they should take away from it is that, well, first of all, it's okay to be nice. <laughs> let, 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 let's just like, let's just start there. Don't be, or, and I, and I shouldn't even say like, it's okay to be nice. I like, it's important to feel comfortable in who you are. And, you know, if somebody tells you, that something about you is not, you know, like, oh, you're doing this the wrong way or whatever, you know, like to kind of like not let it. Well, I sound really kind of silly trying to explain it, but um, but really trying to, you know, like just, you know, like someone telling you that at this point in your life, you're too nice, isn't going to necessarily see you in 10 years. And what's that going to look like in 10 years when you've lived this life according to the principles that you feel are important and they, you know, they shamed you for it and not who's better off or who's winning at life, but, you know, like, but, you know, like, can you wake up in the morning 10 years from now and feel like, okay, uh, you know, I lived, I lived my life the way, you know, by my, the way I want to live or, or like I wanted to be, as good a person as I could be. And that was more important to me than cheap, uh, cheap success. I, yeah. I mean, I think the more and more I look at certain things, uh, when I, and, um, <clears throat> and this, this, this is just piggybacking off of what we were, what you were saying. I think the, the more and more I look at, um, opportunities that I didn't get that, that maybe were right there for me to grab and I just didn't have the, I didn't have the presence. I didn't have the, uh, the, uh, I didn't have the, uh, the awareness to, to see them and grab them. Maybe I wasn't ready. Even if, even if I had, I wasn't ready mm -hmm. for those opportunities yet. And, and that's all the, all the same stuff I still don't have. I'm like, well, maybe I'm just not ready. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I just got, I just got to continue to figure out how to be ready for all the things that I want. Yes. It's a long and, game. Uh, it's a long it game. Is, it is a long, long game. And part of that, part of that is finding out who I want to be. Yeah. And uh, you can be that too. <laughs> yeah i uh do you have any do you have any impressions can you do any impersonations or impressions uh let's see uh i can do because i listened so i'm not a sports fan uh i'll throw that out there i like my sports uh predetermined um and with funny promos um i but I listen to Boston sports radio every day to and from work. And I'm not originally from Massachusetts. So I, my impression is Boston sports fan who has been drinking since four o'clock in the morning and calling into the morning radio show to tell us. <clears throat> see if I can do it. <clears throat> yeah, dude. I mean, come on. I, why, you know, why, why are they putting? Why are they putting him in? In the why are they putting the? I don't even know who the Patriots players are. You know, you know. 
You know, why can't they get it on the same page since Tom Brady was here? I mean, Tom Brady, but you know, let's face it, he's a he's a Benedict Arnold, that kid. You know, he's like he left for the fucking for the for you know the greener pastures and like and he went he, to he went to Florida, cuz he went to Florida, kid. And you know, like they don't have Dunkin' Donuts down there, do they? <laughs> So the reason I usually ask you, uh, I ask the guests about impressions is because I like to see if they'll do their impression, but with saying the catchphrase of the show, which the way I always close out is be fun, have safe, keep evolving as the Boston sports fan. Okay. So I'm just keeping it straight in my head. Be fun, have safe. Keep evolving. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anybody anybody who, who's listening to this, if it's your first time checking us out, check out all the other episodes. Make sure you hit subscribe and follow so that you catch new episodes every single Monday when they drop on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, be kinder to yourself. Love who you used to be as much as you love who you currently are. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.